Hey, and thanks for taking the time to listen with us here at Gospel Way as we seek to find rest in Christ. Please know that this is supplemental and does not replace your local church or the pastor that God has given to shepherd your soul. But it is our prayer that God will use these resources to bless you and point you to Jesus. song was a blessing. Everything we sung this morning, if you, if you listen and pay attention to the words, uh, you, you, I, I, I thought even as we got down to the second verse of that song where it said, it is our sins that held him there. And, and sometimes I think we we take that statement and we we misunderstand it. It was not my sin that pinned him there, but it was the pavement of my sin that he wanted so much that he was willing to stay. Yeah. It, it, my sin did not contain him, right. but my sin contained him. Uh, he, or, or maybe we could word it this way: My sin did not contain him, but he contained my sin. Uh, he he stayed to purchase for us that which we could not purchase for ourselves. What a what a God! What a God that you and I serve! What a God you and I have that. Uh, does that for us and does that on our behalf and it, tremendous tremendous songs I appreciate the the songs that are chosen the songs that we sing and you and I know that what we sing we sing with purpose uh, it's not just not just choosing a melody uh, there's a lot more looked at than a melody. It's the words yes. that we we consider more than the melody. Yes. If I can get everything going this morning. All right, let me call your attention to the book of John this morning, the book of John chapter number 10. The book of John chapter number 10. Uh there is a great deal of information that we have in this chapter, a great deal of truth, uh, so much so that it would be difficult to dig into all of it, but I do want us to consider the things that we find here in what Christ is teaching his disciples, teaching those around him, and what he is in turn teaching us by allowing it to be part of the scripture which you and I hold in our hands. John chapter number 10, we're going to read a lengthy portion this morning. We're going to read 18 verses, but it's necessary that we read these so that as we look at them, we 
can gain the understanding that we need from them. John chapter number 10, verse number 1, the Bible said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice, and a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Verse number six, this parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is an hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep, and fleeth, and the wolf carrieth them, and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth, because he is an hireling, and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep have, and other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it again. This commandment I received of my Father. Let's pray. 
Lord, once again, we pray that you would open our hearts, open our minds, and may by the power of the Holy Spirit of God, may we hear your words with joy this morning. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we look at this passage of Scripture, again, we're not going to try to dig into each verse, but I believe there are some important things that we need to see and need to understand. We are going to look at several verses and, and, and try to glean from them the things that would aid us and help us in understanding this. Again, note that Jesus taught a parable. And once he was done with the parable, nobody understood. So Jesus stops, slows down, and said, this is what I'm talking about. Uh, Jesus isn't going to leave us mystified. He's not going to leave us unknowing. He's not going to leave us without knowledge of what he's saying. Uh, he always explains to us those things. Sometimes some things are mysterious to us, but the more that we dig into the Word of God and the more that we understand the Word of God, the more the Word of God becomes clear. And Jesus does that even in His teaching of the parables. And as we come to this of the Good Shepherd, Christ here declares openly that we ought not to reckon, I guess would be a good word, as shepherds those who boast to be such. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say this morning is not everyone that says they're a shepherd is a shepherd. Christ mentioned and told who all these people were, but understand that he has his under-shepherds also that are teaching, that are leading, that are preaching. In fact, to be honest with you, there are times if you're dealing with people, there are times you're an under-shepherd of the shepherd because you're shepherding part of the sheep. And it doesn't have to be from a pulpit. It doesn't have to be from a podium. It doesn't have to be from a lectern. It can be around a table with a cup of coffee, around the Word of God, where God is using His people to shepherd His people. And as we look at this and understand, we, we need not reckon that everyone that calls themselves a shepherd is a shepherd. You and I know that. We don't, we don't have to, uh, you don't have to belabor that long, and you don't really have to call names, but uh, it, wouldn't be, uh, it wouldn't be hard for us to uh, reference, you can have your best life now. Or use a couple other phrases or words that you would know those that we're referring to that call themselves shepherds, but they're not shepherds. The reason they're not shepherds is because they're not directing the sheep in the right direction. 
the, the shepherd, those who are shepherding the sheep, those who are laboring among the sheep are those who are going to direct the sheep in one direction, and that direction is none other than Jesus Christ. If someone's directing you anywhere else besides Christ, they're misdirecting you. And when I say that, I quickly understand that there are those that are teaching that we need to look to ourselves. They're not shepherding correctly. Doesn't mean that all of those that are misled themselves, who are misleading others, are not sheep. That again is not our lane. That again is not ours to, to iron out, but you and I are instructed that we're to be directing people toward none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. And if we're directing ourselves, even if we're directing ourselves to ourselves, we're directing ourselves in the wrong direction. And that is a lot of what Christ is bringing out here. We need to consider the purpose and the design that the Lord Jesus Christ has here. And he has those that are his shepherds that are leading toward the good shepherd. And it should be that way. It is useless to think or to scrutinize too closely every point of this uh, parable. So we're going to look at it and understand that every aspect of this is pointing to Christ. And it's pointing to Christ alone. In fact, the Apostle Paul made this statement in Colossians chapter 2 and verse number 3. He said, the treasure, all treasure and wisdom and knowledge is hid where? It's hid in Christ. All treasure, all wisdom, all knowledge, everything that we have is in Christ. We sang that this morning. We sang the fact that it is all in Christ. And it's in Christ alone. There is no treasure anywhere else. I thought about as we were singing that, I couldn't help but to think about the parable that we just got through dealing with of the treasure that was found in the field. You and I are the treasure of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he's, He is directing us. He's giving us those things that we need. So understand that uh, the wisdom and treasure is the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul tells us, look in verse number 4. He makes this statement in verse number 4. He said, when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they, what? Know his voice. His sheep know his voice. Because they know his voice, instead of wishing that they should be heard, he wishes that God voice be heard through those shepherds 
those shepherds that that stand should stand with the desire and and even we as when we're dealing with people we should have that desire that we be the voice of God and how are we to be the voice of God we're to be the voice of God by allowing God's word to say what God's word says not by our trying to interpret God's word but allowing God's word to interpret God's word he alone is the faithful pastor of the flock the Lord Jesus Christ is he who will lead the flock in the right direction but as he leads his sheep his sheep can help other sheep as we go in and out and find pasture we must attend to this and understand that the sheep follow it's because they know how to distinguish the shepherd from the wolves they know how to distinguish the the shepherd from the voice of the wolves how do they do that how how do you and i know what's right we know what's right because the spirit of god directs us and teaches us in all truths and all wisdom he tells us here in verse number seven look at what he says in verse number seven then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. He explains more clearly what is the chief part of this parable. What is that chief part of this entire parable? It is a pointing to the Lord Jesus Christ. There, Everything that Christ is teaching, everything that, and, and you and I understand this because of all the parables we've already been through, but we're going to understand it even as we go through the rest of the parables. They all point in one direction. They point to the Lord Jesus Christ. They point to his sufficiency. You and I, you and I understand that it is the sufficiency of Christ where we find our rest. I don't find my rest in my works because it's not my works to begin with. It is his work in me. It is his work in you. It is not our work. And, and I know many times people look at James and what James says and they put it in, in contrast with what Paul says and they say they're in contradiction. They're not in contradiction. They're saying the same thing. They're just saying it a different way. Everything points to the Lord Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul tells us again in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse number 2, he said, I determined to know nothing among you. What? save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Paul's effort is to get people to see Christ. Peter's effort is to get people to see Christ. John's effort is to get people to see Christ. Christ's effort is to get people to see Christ. 
Why? Because Christ is the only hope. He is the good shepherd. He is the hope of all those that are sheep. And understand, and, and we're going to get into this a little bit more, but, and I don't want to get ahead of myself, but the sheep are sheep. And, and although by nature we, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to get ahead of myself, but although by nature we weren't born that way, in the heart of God we were already that way. And if that bothers some people, I'm sorry, but that's the Word of God. Amen. It, look at what he says in verse number 8. He said, all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. The sheep did not hear them because they were sheep. Understand that when we know Christ by his faithful protection, by his guarding of the sheep, understand when does a person, when does a person begin to belong to the flock of the Son of God? When does a person begin to belong to the flock of the Son of God? Can I tell you, by nature, we're born again. Because you and I were not by nature born sheep. We were born wolves. We were born tigers. We were born bears. We were born anything outside of sheep. And the Holy Spirit of God comes along and tames us and takes the savage beast and makes it a sheep. But don't miss this. In the heart of God, you were from the foundation of the world. Right. And I know that that doesn't set well with some, but that's the Word of God. Right. Amen. From the beginning of the world, from the foundation of the world, there was a plan made by Christ, by the Holy Spirit, by God. There was a covenant entered into. They coveted together that they would redeem sinful men. They made that plan before sinful man ever was sinful. Right. God knew. Yes. And in his knowledge and in his knowing, in his heart, the sheep have always been the sheep. Yeah. And they're sheep of his fold. You and I are already the sheep. Look in verse number 9. Look at what he says here. In verse number 9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. It should be the highest consolation to the believer that 
when you have once embraced Christ, they learn that they are out of danger. When, when you're born again, you're out of danger. There is no, there is no not being pleasing to God. Is our sin wrong? Yes. But it does not change how God sees you. It does not change how God views you. It does not change your acceptance before God because your acceptance before God and my acceptance before God rest solely on the Lord Jesus Christ and His finished work. Amen. The Bible tells us that if we are sheep, we will go in and out and find pasture. You and I can come and go safely. Why? Because we're sheep and he's the shepherd. <laughs> Wiley the coyote is not my shepherd. Right. The Lord Jesus Christ is my shepherd. I'm, I'm, I, I don't have... I don't have a shepherd that's just clothed in, in something that he's not. I have, a, I have a shepherd that is true. I have a shepherd that is proven. I have a shepherd that is eternal. I have a shepherd that is evermore. Yes. And I can rest in that. Yes. I have safety in the Lord Jesus Christ. I can, I not only have safety in the Lord Jesus Christ, I not only can come in and go out freely in the Lord Jesus Christ, but I can come in and out and what? Find pasture. I can be fed and I can be filled because of the Lord Jesus Christ. This word gives us and, and lets us understand that we have safety in the Lord Jesus Christ. We have, we have the means that we need to exist in the Lord Jesus Christ. We have fulfillment in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we can go in and out. This, this is a twofold advantage of the gospel. You and I can come in. We can go out. We can find pasture. We can, we, we can have the faithful protection and the faithful guard of the shepherd because he is the shepherd. Look at what he says in verse number 10. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Paul tells us in Colossians chapter 2 and verse number 8, he tells us that we are not to allow philosophies and, and, and different things of this world to steal away from us, but you and I are to, to have that assurance of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not the philosophies of the world that, that give us what we need. It is the fact that you and I have an abundant life in the Lord Jesus Christ. Does that mean that we, because we have an abundant life in the Lord Jesus Christ, does that mean we're going to be living large? 
<laughs> no. It means that you and I have rest yes. in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. Doesn't mean I'm gonna drive a Cadillac. It doesn't mean <laughs> it doesn't mean I'm gonna ride a Harley. It just means that I'm going to have rest in the Lord Jesus Christ because He is my shepherd. Yes. Amen. I can have rest in Him. I can have an abundant life in the Lord Jesus Christ. That abundant life is looking at those things that are inward, not the things that are outward. Right. And when we understand that, then our treasures will be laid up where they ought to be. Our treasures won't be what they should not be. Look at what he says in verse number 11. He makes this statement in verse number 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. From the extraordinary affection which he bears for the sheep he is he is so anxious about our salvation that he as the shepherd gives his own life for our salvation <laughs> my shepherd your shepherd loved you so much that he did not leave the care of the sheep in the hands of another. Right. He took care of it himself. Yes. He went to the cross himself. Look in verse number 12 and 13. But he that is an hireling is not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not. For he seeth the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep, and fleeth, and the wolf carrieth them, and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth, because he is an hireling, and careth not for the sheep. Right. Did, did you get what Christ was Christ was making the same statement that we've heard made by preachers down through the centuries. They were just doing what they were doing because they were what they were. Yeah. Those that run out on the sheep, those that don't take care of the sheep, it's because they're hireling. Yeah. They, he said here in verse number 13, the hireling fleeth what? Because he is a hireling. Mm -hmm. If he had been the shepherd, he'd have stayed. Yeah. And, and even as we look at that... In, in an earthly perspective, those who flee and don't look out for the sheep, and by the way, I am, I am commanded by God and, and we're commanded by God as we deal with others that we're, present, we're to present truth to them. What, that truth is always pointing to the good shepherd. Yes. It's always pointing to Jesus Christ. And if it is not, it, they're hirelings. Right. If it's not pointing to Christ, pointing to the Lord Jesus Christ, and, and showing him, and they're, they're leaving and scattering the sheep abroad, they're hirelings. But they do what they do because they're hirelings. Yes. 
how many times, and, and, and I'm going to say this, and, and, and you, know, you understand that we very seldom in preaching here, we very seldom get off on tangents or go one direction. But, but understand, those that are in the church, that are in the church to do the church harm, those that, let, let me put that in the context of what we're reading. Those that are in the flock to do the flock harm, who did not come into the flock. First of all, they didn't come into the flock by the door. Yeah. They came in to steal and to kill and to, and, and to destroy and to scatter abroad. Those are... Hirelings, those are those who, who mean to do the, the flock harm. It's because they are what they are. Don't be surprised. <laughs> Don't be surprised when a snake sheds its skin. Don't be surprised when a, when a hireling acts like a hireling. Right. Don't be surprised when, when those not necessarily in the pulpit, but those that may be part of the flock, destroy the flock. Don't be surprised. They're just doing what their father would do. Yeah. But those that are sheep hear his voice. They hear the voice of the shepherd. Look at what he says in verse number 14. He says here, I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and am known of them. His sheep know him and he knows his sheep. Doesn't mean that there may be a closer relationship at times than there are other times but he knows his sheep and his sheep know him verse number 17 therefore doth the father love me because I lay down my life that I might take it again what, what was it that we just said not too long ago and, and what is it that we've, we've looked at so many times God the Father God the Son and God the Holy Spirit made a plan made a way of redemption for fallen man made a way of redemption for God's people that, the entirety of the Bible is the story of the redemption of God for his people he gave us this story, and in this we understand that Jesus is saying here, Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. Jesus again is trying to teach them, trying to prepare them, trying to get them ready for the time that is going to take place not too long from now. In scripture that he's going to lay down his life why is he going to lay down his life he's going to lay down his life because of the sheep he's going to be that good shepherd how many times do we hear God 
say, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Look at what he says in verse number 18 will be done. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it again. Look at what he says. This commandment have I received of my Father. Jesus said that no man was going to take his life from him. He was going to lay it down. Just like we got through saying right after the, the singing. Our sin was what held him there. But he was not bound by our sin. It was love for us and paying for that sin that he stayed upon the cross. That he was willing to bleed and to die for our lives and for our sin. Romans chapter 5 verse number 19 by the obedience of one many are made righteousness by the disobedience of one many were made sinners but by the obedience of one the obedience to what the obedience to the command of the father Jesus came to complete what the father sent him to do this commandment, Jesus says, I received of the Father. He recalls our attention to the eternal purpose of God. What is the eternal purpose of God? Amen. To redeem us. That we might know Him. That is the reason it's the chief end of man, that we might know God and enjoy Him forever. You and I understand that Jesus Christ is the only means, the only way of salvation. There is no salvation in any other than the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says here in verse number 18, No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it up again. Jesus was foretelling what was about to happen. And he was telling them, this is going to happen, and this is the reason it's going to happen. It's going to happen because it's in obedience to the command of our Father. Jesus, once again, just like I've already said, was taking this parable and pointing to himself. Just like every parable we find in the Word of God. It's not pointing to us. It's pointing to Christ. If Scripture, if all of Scripture points anywhere else than to Christ, we've misunderstood that Scripture. It points to Christ and to Christ alone. Let's pray. Father, we ask you that you would take your Word and apply it to our lives.